Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are thrilled to have you guys with us again this week, and we have a topic that is near and dear to our hearts and a question that we feel like is very, very important for us to be asking in our lives on a regular basis, because we don't know about you guys, but sometimes it can feel like, where is God though? Are you kidding? Like what is happening in the world? What is happening in my life? And even if you don't have anything major going on, maybe there's nothing traumatic, maybe you're not dealing with a crisis, but sometimes in the midst of our ordinary life, it's like, ugh, really? And so we have, this question that you need to be asking though, which is this, where do you see God right now? And so Tiffany and I want to talk about that, where we're seeing God in our lives. Yeah. Uh, this past week, we finished up a session of SIP. SIP is the Bible study that I lead here in the Seattle area. And one of the questions that was posed to us is this very one, where do you see God right now? And it was so um, eye-opening to hear people's answers of where they sensed mm. the presence, movement, or power of God. And mm. um, the gal who was sharing, she framed it as, uh, you know, we're about to head into Advent, and then comes Easter and Pentecost. But this long stretch kind of in the middle of our calendar year, it, in the church calendar, is called Ordinary Time. It's called mm, Ordinary Time. That. There isn't a lot going on, per se. There isn't... You know, uh, there isn't a birth or a death or a resurrection, but there is ordinary time and it's still sacred and holy. And no matter what your season, no matter how chaotic or how frustrating or how joyous, God is near. And sometimes it takes asking the question and verbally processing what you're going through and where you're at to really see where the Lord is at. Mm -hmm. And, um... I'll go first, Ashley. I think, um, you know, there's so many ways to take this, ways we see him in the world at large, way we see him in our in our life. Um, there's a lot to it. But a few ways where I am seeing God right now. Number one, I would say um, in my relationship with my oldest son, um, he has got hmm. some learning challenges and some sensory challenges and some trauma-related challenges. And uh, it's it's... It's a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, we had a particularly rough week last week. And then on Saturday night, I looked at him after a meltdown that was just um, exhausting for us both. And it's one of those things if mm. you have a situation in your life that is high need, whether that's a child, whether that's a job, whether that's um, fill in the blank, maybe it's a situation, right. whatever the case may be. The, maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's yourself. I think just the... I've been there. The long suffering of exhaustion and wanting to make progress and wanting to move forward and feeling like you're just stuck in the mud um, can really sink your ship. And so this particular night, I looked at him after this meltdown that just left us both pretty worn out. And Hmm. I said, what if we go on a date tomorrow? I said, what if we lean into each other? And just celebrate each other. What if we Hmm. spend some time, just the two of us? And he instantly replied with what he wanted to do, which was a bacon date. Let me tell you what a bacon date is, Ashley. (laughs) 
please we explain. Go, we go to the Because for those foods. of us with a drug history, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you are a funny girl, Abercrombie. Uh, You're a funny girl. Um, a bacon date <laughs> takes place at the Whole Foods. And mm-hmm. at Whole Foods, bacon, just to buy a pack of bacon is what? I don't know, six, seven bucks. But to go to the hot bar and buy bacon at breakfast, you can get like 12 strips for like $3 because it's by weight and they're so light. Oh, I love that. And so he is obsessed with bacon. So he always wants to go on bacon dates and he just gets a pile of bacon. Now, don't send me, don't at me with your like, hey, don't feed your kid bacon all the time. First of all, it's not all the time. Second of all, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Bacon is life. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So he... um, It was so sweet, Ashley. He came prepared with questions to ask me, like, how is the book writing process going? Wow. What are you excited about? What's your favorite food right now? Has your favorite color changed? He came prepared, and he asked them just like that. It was so sweet. And he Aww. loaded his plate with bacon and sausage and nothing else. No, no, ready for this? He mixed some pomegranates with some corn. And he said, I made oh a salad. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I will not partake in that salad with you. I can have one or the other, but I don't think I can mix those together. So, but he was, he's like, look at this fancy salad I made. Oh, it was great. Anyway, I joined him not with bacon or sausage or pomegranate corn hash. I had had something else. And I don't remember what it was, but it was (laughs) not that. I love that he came prepared with questions also. Oh, it was so cute. What a precious son. I'm like, I'm trying to even picture that because mine are so little. I'm like, that would just rip my heart open in a sweet way. Like, that it was, was so connective of you. To think and that's of that. where I found God in that right. sweetness, in that moment mm. of him, not us going at it over an issue or trying to work through where he right. is stuck. It was just this moment where we were each, he was son and I was mama and we were just reminded, we're going to make it. We're going to make yeah. it. There is some challenges that feel like climbing Mount Everest, but we are going to ascend the mountain together because we love each yeah. other and we're in this for the long haul. And so, and we're leaving for a vacation this week. So he was sharing about what he was excited about, mostly getting to eat out. Every meal was the majority of his excitement, <laughs> <laughs> even if it is Starbucks. <laughs> he was excited. That's right. So, um, it was just. It was really holy right there. I mean, I was choking back Mm. tears in Whole Foods because he and I both needed that. We both needed to be reminded that God is with us, that although the struggles just can really alter the course of a day where you think we're going to, today's going to be okay. And then today is more demanding emotionally and relationally and mentally than either of us planned. So it was a beautiful moment. So that is one place I saw God this week. What about you? I've got more, but let's let's tit for tat. You go. I love that. Yeah, I think for me, I had this great moment. We had our women's conference here in New York uh, recently, just a couple of weeks back. And there were so many powerful life-giving moments, but we had this moment in worship where I just started thinking about, we started singing that song from The Belonging, Just the Bridge, which is All This Is For You. Um, offer the glory and the honor of your name. And so I just was standing there in worship, 
and just had my hands down and out by the side and just started thinking about all that we've gone through in the last couple of years. And we've had some like the highest of the highs. And then we've also experienced some lows. And I think because of that, I just stood there and thought to myself, God, even suffering is sacred unto you. Even yeah. the even suffering is sacred unto you. The suffering that we've had to go through in order to be obedient to God and the suffering that we have to go through when we're making those hard choices. Like instead of, you know, screaming at your child, you made a decision to like, okay, you know what, we need to find time to enjoy each other or in marriage. Okay. Well, we can't figure out date nights, but you know what, we can put our kids down at 7 PM and enjoy each other, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the hard choices that require suffering in order to obey God or in order to experience connection in the deep and meaningful ways that we so desperately need it. I think for me, that was a really beautiful time that I saw God where it's just like, God, you're in all of it. You're in the highs of the highs. You're in the monotonous moments of life and you are in suffering God. Like you never leave us. And although he is creator of heaven and earth and he owns, you know, the cattle on, a, you know, a 10,000 hills or whatever that Psalm is like he, he owns it all. And he's so present, Emmanuel God with us. And I think to experience God in all of it has been really meaningful to me. And, um, I love finding him there. It's always surprising to me because you think about how the world is shaped or what we are taught when we're young. We're not taught that, that, God will be in suffering. We're not really taught that God will be with us when we're going through hard things. We're, we're sort of taught, and maybe this isn't true for everyone, but we're sort of taught to either handle everything on our own or to depend on someone else to handle everything for us rather than just sitting in it and being with God and allowing his leadership and his spirit and his presence to draw us out and to lead us out. And so I think for me this month, that was a really powerful thing, just experiencing God there, like just looking back over the ark and being like, God, you've always been there. You have always been there. I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That is a perfect segue um, for my next my next moment where I saw God. And it was um, Friday night, last Friday night. I um, was on Facebook and somebody had recommended to me that I had met briefly at a speaking engagement, um, this Facebook group. And the Facebook group is for Indian adult adoptees in America. So I push join on this Facebook group and I don't know if I'm ready for what I'm going to see. And Hmm. a lot of the articles that were posted were about, um, you know, what's going on with women in India and Indian news and the India times and business times and different things like that. Um, Hmm. a few people had posted of meetups and retreats and different things like that. And that tiny little act Um, I think also coupled with my youngest son, who's my only biological child and my only biological relative, um, his birthday is Sunday. Mm. And so I think it was just the perfect storm of thinking about his birthday, which, you know, makes me think about my, my mother and, um, someone I've never met. And the very next day I had a speaking engagement where I was sharing about my abandonment story and and how I had found Mm. Christ through it. And. You know, I was sitting there thinking, I I travel and speak and share about what God's done in this place and space, but it doesn't mean that it's still not tender, and yeah. it doesn't mean that it's still not hard, and it doesn't right. mean that it's still not a part of my story. 
So I reach over to my husband. It's gosh, it's like 11 p.m. And I'm just like, I'm not much of a crier, Ashley. In fact, the last time I cried was at your book launch party. <laughs> Before that, I can't remember the last time. It was so, so beautiful. But anyway, um, but I reached over and just grabbed my husband's arm. I didn't say anything. He was watching Parks and Rec on his phone. <laughs> I reached over and grabbed his arm because he's he's on a he's on a Parks and Rec binge right now, and I have I have quite a few books to read, so um, for some research, and grabbed his arm, and he looked over at me, pulled out his earphones, and he said, "You want chocolate chip cookies?" <laughs> As in, do you need me to go downstairs and make chocolate chip cookies? Like he just because usually it's me asking for dessert between like ten and midnight and or a full meal, you know, and so yeah. he's like, "You want me to go whip up some cookies?" And I didn't say anything, and I just was blinking, and I didn't say anything, but I wasn't crying. I was just kind of having a stoic moment, but still holding onto his shoulder. And he said, just chocolate chips? You want just chocolate chips? No chocolate chip cookies. And he's thinking, this is a food-based request. Hmm. And then he said, what's wrong? And I couldn't, I just couldn't talk. I couldn't, I just was holding this loss, and I think this idea that there's hundreds of others who are also grappling with this long-standing issue that they're going to take to the grave. This is, will always be a part of them, right? And so I, maybe it was mm. also just seeing somebody else struggle with it. And so all these all these feelings. And, of course, it's late at night. Who's in their right mind that late at night, right? So then he looks over. Right. And I'm just holding them. And then I started to tell him about this Facebook group that I had found and at the recommendation of a stranger. And stranger, if you're listening, thank you. It really was therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It just took me a minute to process. <laughs> right. Um, and I looked at him and I said, I think I'm ready for a DNA test. I think I'm ready mm-hmm. for um, finding out a little bit more about my history. And although I really, truly believe it would be impossible to find my mother. I don't have a last name. I don't have any information about her at all. Um mm-hmm. But I think your blood can tell you a lot and your history and your understanding of self and sense and health. Um, yeah. So it was just that moment of, I think I'm ready. And then, uh, again, for somebody whose backstory and origin story is rather fragile, <laughs> the idea of yeah. knowing you're not something you've always believed you are is, um, it's not this like, ooh, I'm 2% Irish. It's like, Oh my gosh, who am I? You know, um, yeah. it's not as exciting as it's a, it's a little more terrifying. But in yeah. that moment, I just was reminded it's okay to have come so far and it still be hard. I think right. we sometimes feel like we have got to put an exclamation point when God's been involved. And maybe it's a, Maybe there's just dot, 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 you know? Maybe there's just still tender feelings, and that's okay, and that God was willing to hold those with me. So that night, as I was falling asleep, just started to pray and ask the Lord to hold it with me, to hold those. It just felt like darkness, honestly. It just felt like, I don't know what Mm. to think of this. I don't know how to process this. And I've been to trauma therapy, in case you're going to write that in, listeners. I have pursued (laughs) therapy and... Um, totally really walk down that road and I long for wholeness in myself and I long for wholeness in my children and in my marriage and in my friendships and in my work relationships and um 
but I'm still just reminded that we are fragile beings and that God is near to the brokenhearted. And I know that sounds so simple and trite. Perhaps you've heard it a thousand times, but when you're laying in the dark and your heart feels heavy and all you see is black, sometimes it's so sweet to know that there's somebody laying with you and that there's somebody in the shadows Mm -hmm. who goes before you and somebody who before you were even born held you and knew that this trauma would mark your life, but also knew that he would be there with you every step of the way. So yeah, that was, that was another. I'm crying also. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the first time you're hearing about this? Have I not told you in the last few days about this? I didn't know about the Facebook group. No, but I also just thought, I feel like you give such a beautiful picture of what it means to be known by God. And that's actually would be my next one is just um, in a, in a very similar way. Um, I feel like I'm so grateful and where I'm seeing God is that he knows it all. And I think that for those of us who are being found faithful where God has called us and where he has Mm. led us and God sees it all. So maybe you're in a situation where people don't understand what you're really going through, or maybe they don't understand the true sacrifice that you're making, or maybe people don't understand what it is that you're actually dealing with in your home life or what you might be dealing with on your job or what you might be dealing with in your family. Like who knows, we're all dealing with something, but I love that I can return to God being the ancient of days and being a faithful father and being this one who sees it all. And I I really hold on to that and cling to that, and it's where I see God. So in those moments where you feel unseen or where you feel like maybe your work isn't getting recognized, I'm just just spitballing here, or maybe you feel like, oh, my friend doesn't fully understand what it takes for me to spend time with them or what it takes for me to be in this relationship, but God does, and God sees your sacrifice, and you will be honored for it. Um, And I think that's a powerful knowing that God sees it all, and that we are in his care and that he will take care of us and he will reward us and he will openly respond to what we have done in secret. And the Lord is with us in those secret places. And I think that's a really important thing for us to know. And that's one way I'm seeing God in this season of my life. It was Hagar, Abraham's yes. slave. God who sees, that's surrogate right. Surrogate by force. Yes. Who named right. God Elroy, the God who sees. Yeah. How beautiful. Yes. So beautiful. Uh, listeners, we really hope you ask yourself these questions. Where do you see God right now? It could be in the littlest moments of connecting with yeah. a friend that you haven't in a long time. It could be um, in a moment of prayer. It could be mm-hmm. who knows where. It could be at work. It could be You could be doing email. your laundry. <laughs> it could be doing your laundry. It's so yeah. simple. It could be laying yes. in bed on Facebook. I mean, honestly, right? Yes. So, The Lord is near. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. And he cares for you. Both now and until you see him face to face. Yeah. We love you, listeners. And we invite you to give us your ideas. If you are on Instagram, um, both, both, both Ashley and I are posting, what do you want us to talk about? What issues do you want to hear us spitball back and forth? Um, Maybe there's more about our personal lives or experiences that intrigue you and you'd love to hear how we've processed or worked through or healed from something. Yeah, Uh, We'd love to cover that. So you can send us a direct message on Instagram. You can send us a direct message on Facebook. We are all ears. We are about to go plan out the next 90 days and we would love to take your ideas into that session. So please, please, please send them our way.
Any last thoughts, Ashley? No last thoughts. We're just so grateful for this community. Thank you for joining in our conversation week after week. We love it. Yes. And you have been sharing it with your friends every week. We see new listeners from around the world um, every month and now over a year. We're just so thankful. We had just shy of, goodness, 80,000 downloads this past year. So thanks for joining us on the journey. Amazing. Keep sharing it with your friends. Leave a review. It helps others find the show. And again, thank you for joining us on Why Though. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.